You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. And hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined us today for episode 124, Resting in Our Identity Frees Us to Love Well. Last week's episode number 123 was all about asking two questions to deepen our relationships. Namely, what are you looking forward to? And what are you dreading or not looking forward to? Someone had recently asked me these two questions, and I wanted to try asking them myself to see where they would lead. To test this out, I called four previous guests I had interviewed on our podcast, totally out of the blue. Just out of nowhere, I called them. One of them happened to be Gail Rohde from episodes 29 and 30. I'll have links to those at the bottom of the show notes. In those episodes, Gail shared how she was told at a very young age that she was adopted and how she had no desire to look for her birth parents until she started having children of her own. She talks about the search for her birth parents and how it affected her to locate her birth mother and actually speak to her and make plans to meet in person. They really are favorite episodes of mine. Fast forward 92 programs later to when I called Gail last week to ask her the two questions I mentioned earlier, and to find, much to my surprise, that Gail, who I remember having given up hope of ever finding her birth father, actually found him. She said meeting him was the thing she was most looking forward to, and at the same time also something she was dreading. I was so happy for her when she told me this, but at the same time feeling for her angst in what this will mean for her relationship with her birth mother. Gail readily agreed to a follow-up interview. So listen in now, where at this point in our telephone conversation, Gail shares how she located her birth father. So I was able to locate him on Facebook, Mm. and I had... uh, on his Facebook page, although there wasn't much on it because we weren't friends. So for a while, I would just kind of every now and then see if I could see anything new, Um, but I wasn't really getting any information. And the more I knew that he was there, um, I got more curious. Yeah. So I had had written him a message through Facebook, even though we weren't friends, you can do that. And I thought, well, I'll just send him a message and kind of explain who I am and see what he does with it. And on Facebook, you can see if it, you could see that it was sent, but then it'll also tell you when it was read mm. and it never got read. And so I kept oh. checking back every couple of weeks or so. Nope, hasn't read it yet. Hasn't read it yet. So I just, I didn't know quite what to do with that then. Um, so I was talking to a friend who, told me how you could find someone's address online um, by putting in their name in a free people search, kind of like a white pages. 
And so I thought, well, I'll just try that. And it came up with hmm. an address for him. Hmm. So um, I was at a retreat. I was doing a retreat of silence right after the new year this year. Uh-huh. And um, as I was, I wasn't really even thinking about it. All of a sudden it just popped in my head. Um, like this so small voice that said, write him, write him a letter. Ah. And I was like, no, you know, I shouldn't do that. That's too invasive. You know? <laughs> and it just, it just kept niggling at me, just writing a letter. Yeah. And so as I sat there, I just wrote this whole letter out. And I sat on it for about two weeks and just prayed about it. And everything inside of me was just totally peaceful about it. Just send it. Um, so I did, kind of uh-huh. towards the end of January. And I got a phone call a couple of weeks later. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, so... Um, I was shocked. I expected to get like a letter or an email or something. And, and I, I had said, I'm surprised you called. And his, his words were, well, if there's something important, I believe you call. So, huh. What, do you remember so, what, do you remember what you wrote in the letter? Um, well, I wrote, um, I asked if he had been in a relationship with my mom and, you know, approximately the year. And I said, if so, I believe I could be your daughter. Uh-huh. And I told him that, um, you know, I grew up in a good home. I'm not looking for anything except information. Um, I would be open to any, you know, anything that you're willing to, to give as far as information, relationship, whatever. Um, I was pretty short and, and sweet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, kind of just kind of said how... Um, you know, I've, I've thought about you all my life, and oh. I have a lot of questions that were never able to be answered by my parents. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, you know, just looking for for answers and, and that. So, mm-hmm. um, and it was interesting when I talked with him, he said how, how, uh, how well written that letter was. Oh. Huh. Which I thought funny because I'm really not very good at writing. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. usually my skill set. So, oh, yeah. So, so what happened next? What happened then? Well, um, after we talked for a while, um, and I want to say it's maybe our second or third conversation that we had. Um, he said that he would be interested in possibly doing an ancestry test just to verify. And I happened to have gotten two ancestry kits for Christmas one year and was not able to use both and I said, well, I happen to have one here. Let me send it to you. And so oh. he went ahead and, and did the ancestry test, which seemed like it took forever. Um, but shortly after Easter, he got the confirmation that we shared 50% of our DNA. So hmm. he called He called me and said, welcome to the family. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been good. Um, it's been very different my reunion with my mom mm. um, in, in many different ways. Um, you know, I mean, I guess as an adopted child, primary thoughts were of my mother. Um, kind of the story I had gotten over the years um, we had thought was that my dad was in medical college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the era when I was born, to be a physician and have an illegitimate child would have been a big shame. Um, and mm-hmm. so that was our thoughts. My mom, my adoptive mom's, and my dad's um, thought on why he probably wasn't 
you know, wanting to have a child um, mm-hmm. and took off. Mm. So that was kind of what we always assumed. And so the thought, my thought process as a kid was always on my mom. Um, so opening up now to my birth father um, was just a very different experience for me. And I had like no expectations. Um, and I was almost prepared for rejection. Uh-huh. Um, mm. And it's, been, it's been quite the opposite, which has been mm. a pleasant surprise. Wow. So. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we talked last time, you just had given up all hope of ever reaching him. And I do remember, too, you talking about your adopted father and how what a great guy he was and the close relationship mm-hmm. you had with, with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's interesting, too, because I did have such a great relationship with my dad. And yet I did lose him, you know, 21 years ago. Mm. Um, and when he had been diagnosed with um, ALS, he had kept offering to me to help me search for my birth dad or my oh. birth mom. Uh-huh. And I kept, I kept saying no. And I was like, no. And part of it was, you know, dealing with the anticipatory grief that he was not going to be around long. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, well, I don't want you to feel like I'm replacing you. Yeah. And now, now from this end of you know my maturity and wisdom and on the end of the story, I think I'm realizing that he was really wanting to know that I would have somebody there to replace him. I think that would have brought him great oh, peace yeah. um, to realize that you know I don't want you to be fatherless yeah. or you know. Because he knew my relationship with my mom wasn't wonderful, and I think he was thinking, "I can give you your parents." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, oh, what so a, I think that would have brought him peace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a caring way to look at it for him, and that sure makes sense. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So anything? So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm just. We've been finding. Um, little things through our stories as they interweave, you know, like the first one being my husband's mom's maiden name um, being so similar. Um, But we've just found little things along the way. Like um, one interesting thing is that his kids and his grandkids, his nickname is Doodles. Mm -hmm. And for years, since my oldest, who's now 18, was a toddler, on St. Patrick's Day, we've had had this made-up um, leprechaun come visit our house and his name is Toodles McDoodles huh. <laughs> and has been for years uh-huh. and so we'll just keep coming across these little things and he said to me when he says this cannot be just random yeah. <laughs> he said we were meant we were meant to meet <laughs> yeah 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 so have uh you haven't met him yet though have you in person N- not in person no yeah um are there any plans for that we both talked about, you know, wanting to do it and, and hoping we can. And it's just a matter of finding, you know, that time and the space that we can do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Is he, is here, is he here locally? Your, your dad? No, no, oh. no. He's in North Carolina. Okay. Okay. So then, then there comes the issue with your, your, your mom, you know, how, mm-hmm. what, what's, mm-hmm. Mike, your husband Mike kind of alluded to that. There's some strain in that relationship, or, or yeah, I don't know if it's strain in the relationship, but I, you know, when 
I found him, I knew that, you know, I needed to be honest with her and tell her um, that I had searched for him and found him. And she was, she was quite upset. Um, mm. And realizing now, after, you know, all these years, how much uh, trauma she's been through in her life with relationships and feeling abandoned a lot. Mm. And so, you know, and I think one of the biggest ones that she has focused on has been my birth dad because she definitely wanted to keep me and Mm. she feels that because of him, she wasn't able to. And so there's a lot of blame put there. So her first statement to me was, I don't want him to hurt you like he hurt me. And, um, you know, my response was, well, you know, that's something I need to find out for myself. You can't control that. You know, I'm putting myself out there. It's my choice. Um, you know, I had explained to her how I felt about if I hadn't looked for him and he had passed away, I would never have that opportunity mm-hmm. to find him anymore. And then I would have to, you know, carry that with me the rest of my life. You know, at least if I know who he is and I try to meet him and he doesn't want to have anything to do with me, at least I know now you know, who he is, and I know a little bit about him. Um, So I, you know, tried to explain to her my reasoning, um, but she got very anxious and upset and was almost, um, was just, she couldn't get it out of her mind. And if there was a day that I didn't email her, she would, assumed that I was just talking to him the entire day and Uh, just some of these kind of almost irrational, um, you know, and I was feeling terrible that I was causing this. Um, and yet, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't fix. (laughs) That's right. I can't, I can't fix the, you know, anxieties of her past and I can't change that. And all I've been trying to do is just love her through it. Sure. And, um, you know, just reinforce, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. You know, my kids aren't going anywhere. Nobody's being taken away from you. you yeah. know, I don't love you any less because I've found him. You know, I've got room in my heart for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been, it's been more strange. Um, but I think for me, it's caused me to even be more intentional with her and to, you know, show her how I feel more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's a caring thing to do, too. Well, yeah, cause I it, don't know that it's always seen that way. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when, when we talked last week, you know, it was, it was about those two questions, what are you looking forward to and what are you dreading? And you mentioned that it was, uh-huh. the, same, it was the same thing. You know, you're looking forward to uh-huh. meeting your dad, but also a little bit of, apprehension about that could could you talk about about that um i think it's just you know i have no apprehension about meeting him um i know that it's going to be a wonderful meeting and i'm going to be very warmly welcomed um i think the apprehension is um feeling like i'm hiding it from my mom feeling like i can't share it with my mom um you know i can't i won't be able to have any you know, pictures on social media, I'm not going to be able to, you know, um, you know, to just be open about it. It's going to feel like this hidden thing, um, just because she gets so upset about it. So it's like, 
are really looking forward to it. And yet at the same time, I know it's going to be difficult from that standpoint. Or, you know, if I feel I need to tell her, she's, I know she's going to get very upset. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, I I told my husband, you know, I, I've never, you know, my parents were never divorced or anything. But I said, I kind of feel like I'm a child of divorced parents. <laughs> so, huh. You know, and I, yeah. it's just such a strange place for me to be. And I've never been here. And I know there's tons of people that have been through that where you can't share one thing with one parent. And, you know, but yeah. it's, it's new, new territory for me. So Sure. Yeah, so you, tread lightly. yeah. So you have this real uh, joy-filled, joy-filled uh, opportunity that you can't really share with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sad because I feel like suddenly I can't be completely honest with her and open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it sure complicates things, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. Yeah. It does. And yet, you know, families are complicated, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I do hope you can, in, I hope that that complication doesn't detract from the joy of meeting him and talking mm-hmm. with him and, and connecting with him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think it will. Um, it's been, you know, it's such a different, you know, my mom is by herself and she never had any other kids. And, you know, my dad has been married for 43 years and he's got three kids and grandkids. Mm. And, you know, it's just such a different situation and a different family dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's, it's um, yeah, I think it's going to be a completely different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Very. Neither one, neither one better than the other, you know, it's just completely different. Yeah. Yeah. How, how is this, um, how is this affecting you personally? How is it, has it changed anything or have you discovered mm-hmm. anything? Uh, do you see God working in this in any way and, mm-hmm. and any, any of that? I don't know that it's changed me at all. And just in the fact that, you know, I never thought I would know who both my parents were on the side of heaven. Mm. And, you know, so that's been just such a joy for me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, those those early days when we were first talking with my dad and I was first talking on the phone, it was just like, oh my goodness, this is my dad. Mm. <laughs> it kind yeah. of brought back all those feelings. Like when I first met my mom, it's just like the newness of it. And, the, you know, oh my gosh, I am related to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's, you know, such a, such a joy-filled thing. And so, you know, I don't know that it's changed me, but it has brought a lot of joy to oh. me. Um, you know, I feel like I have seen God working throughout this. I mean, I, I sincerely feel like at the first inspiration of writing an, a letter to him, you know, I felt like that was just from God. And yeah. it has just been, you know, God saying, okay, I've got this for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is going, this is going to work out. I'm taking, taking care of the details. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of peace in that, even when it's been, you know, had difficult conversations with my mom. There's been this underlying feeling that this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that has brought great peace to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. it was funny. Um, I think it was Mother's Day or something. My 18 year old sat down next to me. It's like, 
mom, you're collecting parents like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really, I'm really happy for you, you Gail. I, uh, when Mike first said that, I just thought that is really wonderful because I know that that was something that was really important to you, and you found this new connection mm-hmm. that you that you didn't have before, or that you had, but you weren't aware of it, and now it's become right. now it's become more real. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. It's been a really amazing, amazing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just both of them. Um, Never thought that I would ever know either one of them, and so thankful for modern technology and genealogy tests and things like that that can yeah. connect people who would have never been connected before. Yeah, and and Pretty even amazing. even old technology like the U.S. mail. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, apart from uh, apart from this this uh, dynamic with finding your birth father, how, how's your relationship been developing with your birth mom? You know, um, I remember seeing her at church one time, she had come to visit mm-hmm. you and, and mm-hmm. that was, that was really a cool experience. And I know you've been out to see mm-hmm. her and, um, how, yeah. how is that developing? Yeah, it's been really good. You know, last year, you know, during COVID when everything was locked down, mm-hmm. um, I was out there, I think, three times last summer because I kept finding one-way ticket, like each way tickets, um, flights out to Denver for eleven dollars each way. Oh, wow! <laughs> and I thought, wow, eleven dollars? I'll go out there, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I was able to actually spend. I think I was out there last June, August, and October. Um, and so, you know, that's been really good. It's just been really fun when we are together. We laugh. Um, we have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's really, it's been really, really good. Mm. Um, you know, and now we're getting to, you know, a more re- a more mature relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're kind of past all of the real surfacey stuff, and we've had some really deep conversations. And, mm. you know, there's some issues we agree wholeheartedly on, and there's some issues we do not agree on at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're okay with that. You yeah. know, we've, we've talked through a lot of stuff, and um, yeah. she's been just great with my kids. She's just so excited to be a grandma. And, um, mm. you know, we've tried to have her be a part of things as much as possible from far away. Yeah. In October, I brought my 11-year-old daughter out with me, oh. and we just had a really fun week together. And so, yeah, mm. it's just been it's been it's been good. It's been growing and um, deepening, and yeah, it yeah. is a mutual love and I think respect for one another when yeah yeah you know when we have conversations and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how things shape up now with when you do meet your dad and and what mm-hmm. that means moving forward with your mom and um, you know you clearly saw God involved with connecting with your father and and mm-hmm. maybe this is going to be a tool that God's going to use to do some things with your mom too. So who knows? Um, yeah, I you know I don't know, but I'm praying that God will use me as He sees fit. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's all I can do. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Well, thanks thanks again, Gail. I don't want to take any more of your time. I know you got to pick up the kids and from school and uh, I so enjoyed um hearing hearing this uh, update from you and um please keep mm-hmm. us posted, you know, when you do meet your dad. Mm-hmm. I would really be interested in that. So um, Great. Yeah, I will. Yeah. 
Well, thanks again, and and uh, have have a good rest of your afternoon. Thanks. You too, Jim. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye, Gail. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I am struck by how loving Gail is in being with her birth mother through the process of searching for her birth father. How sensitive she is to her mother's anxieties and fears of abandonment. There's a sacrifice that Gail is making by not being able to share the joy with her mom in finding her birth father or being able to share on social media the joy that she's experiencing for fear that her mother might actually see it. I was really struck by that. Secondly, I'm captivated by Gail's father who raised her and how he wanted to help her find her birth parents. Gail talks more about him in episode 29. His loving character certainly rubbed off on Gail. What a, what a great guy he was. So what does all of this mean for you? I realize most of us are not adopted by earthly parents, but we do have the choice of becoming adopted children of God. God certainly wants to be our Heavenly Father, but only if we choose Him. He never forces Himself on anyone. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12, we read, But to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. When we make this choice to become a child of God, it changes our identity. It makes us a new person. And it enables us to love others well, as it does with Gail in loving her mother, and like it did with Gail's father who raised her. You know, the choice is yours. Here, here's the main point I hope you remember from today's episode. Knowing where we have come from helps us to rest in our identity. It frees us to be the person God made us to be so we can love others well. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to an email to john at caringforothers.org or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you haven't already done so. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to reflect on where you have come from and your identity. For in doing so, it will help you find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today, and I really look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.